hi and welcome to another episode of record tag listen my name is lydia and thank you so much for joining me on today's show we feature heidi gardner and she's coming to us from the center for literary arts and she is in charge of the one act play festival that is happening this weekend september the 24th at 7 p.m at the palace theater this is the seventh year for the event and if you are unfamiliar with it Now is the chance to go and see original plays performed um, um, at a pretty reasonable price, around $10 or five if you're a student. So Heidi's going to explain the ins and outs and how it works and maybe how you, if you're listening and you want to write a one-act play, how you can submit your play and maybe you will win next year. If you don't want to write a one-act play, but you still feel like you want to win, Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and you will definitely win each week with a brand new episode. And if you've never listened to the show before, head over to our website and that is recordtalklisten.com. You'll be able to find all the previous 83 episodes for you to listen to for free there. And while you're there looking around, maybe notice on the right hand side, there is a button that says donate. Consider donating to the podcast. It helps keep us alive and sustained and and being able to produce uh, material that you want to listen to. Make sure you do that. And while you're there, if you're wondering if you can listen to it on your Android or Apple, new Apple 7, iPhone 7, you can. We're on iTunes, Podcast Republic, and Google Play, as well as Stitcher. So any of those platforms, we are available for you. So without further ado, let's get right on into the interview with Heidi Gardner. Heidi, thanks for coming back. Absolutely. We had a little technical difficulty. Yes. Um, practice. Practice. That's a good way of Just putting like it. Just like for a play. Yes. Speaking of plays. Yes. You are in charge of the One Act Play Festival. That's correct. I'm acting as the production coordinator manager. Um, so I'm working with Jen Brown, who is in charge of the Center for Literary Arts at Frostburg State University. And I am kind of getting everything all put together for the One Act Play Festival this weekend, uh, September 24th at 7 p.m. So, and where is that hat taking place? The Palace? In the Palace Theater, which is right across the street from the Center for Literary Arts. Nice. So, this is the seventh year? It is the seventh year. Wow. Yes. So, um, let's, for people that are unfamiliar with the One Act Play Festival, um, how does it, how did it come about and what is, what are you guys doing? Well, I didn't become involved until a couple of years in. Um, and then I've done it a couple of times since then. So I'm not really sure about its original, its origins, Mm -hmm. but, um, the process goes a little something like this around January. We put out a call for new, um, or original one act plays. Okay. And that call goes out globally and we get submissions from all over the place. I know we had over 30 submissions this year. That's good. And, um, about April that gets closed. And we start the reading process. So this year we started just a hair late because Jen is new at the Center for Literary Arts. Yes. Um, So once she was in in charge of that, we started the reading process in July. We then farm out those papers in groups to three or four, um, in three or four groups to readers. And they whittle it down and make recommendations. It's a rubric process. And then... um, We have a final reading committee, and the final reading committee actually chooses the first, second, and third place winners. Good. Yes. So we have three plays, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, So the first play, is there different structures as far as winning something with each 
Why? Yeah. Um, the first place play, I believe, is a $750 prize, but okay. you can put up the website and people can check that out and we'll come back and tell people exactly how to submit next year. But the first place actually gets a full treatment of its production. So costumes, lights, minimal set, um, but it gets and the actors memorize the lines. And then the second and third place play are staged readings. So the actors will have notebooks and um, just do acting with their voice. That's amazing. So if you're an mm-hmm. actor and you want to participate, um, that's doable. Yeah, absolutely. You can always express your interest. Um, one of the quirky things about it is we do the readings. We found out uh, the first week of August exactly which plays had been chosen. So it isn't until August <laughs> yeah, that we even know whether we need a group of elder adults or I don't know, maybe someone writes a one act play that's all children like that would make my head explode. Um, I mean, I work with children in the theater, but it's just you wouldn't expect it. So right. it might be you get three plays that are all two person plays and then you only need six actors. Right. Um, so it's really... Or it might be a cast of thousands. <laughs> um, and so you just don't know. So right. I like to know that people are interested and then um, depending on what we need, you have a pool of people. Yeah, we have can... a pool of people. Now, I didn't cast the shows exclusively. Okay. Um, what I do at, in August is I choose the directors or ask um, for people to direct each show. And then they technically have the right to cast it however they want. They could have auditions right. um, or they could call people they know. Mm-hmm. With the short turnaround, though, they do sort of rely on us to be like, well, this person really loved doing that two years ago, and they're the only 80-year-old actress we know. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you might want to call them up. Um, and that's what I was going to say is the good news is as scary as that turnaround sounds, that process, it's minimal rehearsals. Um, two of the plays, you don't even have to memorize the lines. Right. Um, and so it's just a really relaxed. It's one performance. Um, it's a really relaxed process for the actors, hopefully. And they tend to always be very interested when you ask them back. Now, yeah. it may not work with the schedule, but... Right. Yeah. And I think if you're an actor and somebody's giving you original work, it's very rare that you get to experience what that's like. And you get to originate a particular character. Yeah. I think it's definitely rare. And it's probably um, more special than even a lot of community actors know. Um, but even... Even then, they they you they get the feeling, yeah. and you can tell that it's very exciting for them to get to read the words and interpret them. Absolutely. So, if if actors are interested, mm-hmm. how what's the best way for them to get? I would say in touch? anyone can express interest through the Center for Literary Arts, okay. and we're going to keep a database um, and a list of people to call, and then whoever's in my position, whether it's me or someone else, um, we would know that the people are interested. And in, you have a pool yeah. that you can. Absolutely. We're working on making those things a little more, um, a little more of a machine right now. Right now it's like, oh, do you remember when so-and-so did such and such? But seven years in, we're ready to start, you know, really having more organized. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't think it was, certainly the production itself is never unorganized, but certainly we're realizing we're learning um, how to make it as efficient as possible, given the interesting and unique constraints of the one act play festival the one act play festival so anybody all over the world can submit a one act play uh, yeah i don't think there are any and, restrictions yeah i was going to say there's probably no age limits or anything Mm-mm. else uh no i don't think so um and we've talked about the more successful and the longer that we go with this particular festival we've definitely talked about having a component 
that might include young people okay. in a particular way. I mean, there is not that right now, but I definitely think to encourage, especially local youth um, yeah. and youth across the nation to be submitting new work as well. Um, I, I was pretty careful this, this time. Uh, we usually have a member of the English faculty um, that does this. She wasn't able to this year. So two of our directors are theater faculty. Okay. Um, one of whom is the set uh, designer. And Very nice. Yeah. So it's so it gives everyone a chance to do something that's different. Yeah. And then um, one is from the community. And my goal was to have one of the shows be kind of community based, and one of the shows be kind of based in the English department, and one of them maybe be based in the theater department. We just really want to catch the the breadth of the community yeah. experience because that's sort of one of the goals of the Center for Literary Arts. It's right on Main Street. Um, it's 22 East Main. So it's right in the heart of Frostburg and it's open every weekday. People don't even know. <laughs> but Jen is in there and they have a AmeriCorps worker and a student worker. And you can go in there any weekday afternoon and it's just got this quiet, um, library-esque, bookstore-esque, coffee house sort of vibe that you can go in. It's bright colors and pretty posters and you can sit and do pretty your homework. Yeah. yeah, sit and do your homework, send Good. your emails. That, I mean, it sounds like a really nice hangout space for creative people to be in. So yes. it's this um, Saturday. Yes, Saturday the 24th at 7 p.m. in the Palace. So um, everybody should buy tickets and go see this. It's yeah. $10 for general admission. And if you're a student, it's $5. So that's an even better yeah. deal. Half price. Um, and where can you purchase tickets? You can get tickets in advance mm -hmm. at the Center for Literary Arts, like I said, 22 East Main, or just up the street a little bit is Main Street Books in Frostburg. And if you're in Cumberland, you can go to the Allegheny Arts Council. Fantastic. Who, incidentally, is one of our sponsors. Okay. Um, if you see a poster around town, they uh, have our sponsors on it, the Community Trust Foundation, uh, the Maryland Arts Council, and the Allegheny Arts Council. Nice. So, I mean, this is definitely in correlation to having art and entertainment. Absolutely. So it fits in with their mission, I'm quite sure. Um, so the new works, do the authors come to, or the playwrights come to the show? Whenever possible. Mm -hmm. um, there isn't a budget for us to fly them in, yes. drive them in, yes. um, you know, bring them from the moon or wherever they've submitted their play from. Right. But uh, we do usually have maybe at least one. Um, some cool. years we've had a couple. This year, the third place play, uh, winning author is going to be there. So there nice. will be one author that we do a little talk back at the end of the three plays. And that varies depending on whether we're there, the authors are there for us to give them feedback. Sure. Um, and if not, we just discuss the process because it's really one of the few uh, public performances where you can automatically be guaranteed in the community to get to ask questions of yeah. the directors or of the actors. Because some people are like, how do you do it? Right. Or like, yeah. why did you feel like you took the character in this direction? Yeah. As far as and that they goes. can ask really specific questions or they can just say, I don't know. How do you not have stage fright? You know, right. I think that that just opens up dialogue for performing artists, um, which tend to not necessarily, because you're always playing a character. Right. People are like, oh, good job. But, you know, they have curiosities. So. Is this an all ages show? Um, let me think. I'm not sure how vigorously entertained very young children would be yes. um the winning play it involves um a mistress returning to uh, a dying man's home and she her interactions with the family members oh okay okay so i mean it's fairly serious but yeah. but yeah. it's not but it's not it's not inappropriate um and then the uh second place play 
is about a couple at a dinner party and she's being told a riddle. Oh. And um, you kind of see the riddle being acted out and then you find out how it intertwines with her life. Okay. Um, And her husband... um, he dies very early on, so it's not like a spoiler alert or okay. anything. <laughs> but so both, it's interesting how themes come out. And okay. I've been told that this happens each year. So in this case, our first and second place play both have this sort of death of a husband theme. Okay. <laughs> and then the third place play um, involves uh, a couple of the gods. Okay. The Greek sure. uh, mm-hmm. or Roman gods. Um interacting with kind of an office space environment interesting yeah so it's fun and there's definitely the students a lot of student performers in that one. Oh, good um but the interesting thing about that is the second and third place play both have the same sort of uh potential structure okay. they both have in the stage directions that one side or one part of the stage is the reality and one side is the sort of fantasy world oh interesting so it's just funny how that's it. Yeah, it's similar materials. Yeah, to even speak. though it was just by scoring that huh. these things happen. So yeah, so neat little things happen. That's cool. Maybe everybody was just in tune. That whoever's reviewing the plays just were really in tune with those themes and exactly. felt some sort of connection I to don't them. Know. It's so it's so interesting. But this is the only um, one act play festival of its kind in our area, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's doing like original work. Yeah. That yeah, mm-hmm. there's not, I mean, I definitely know there have been some full-length um, original works over the last 10 years. I've been involved um, pretty intensely since I moved back to the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely been three, four that I can think of, long, you know, original works. Um, but this is definitely one that if you're not, that if you're a writer and you aren't writing one acts, maybe you should start. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have an area uh, festival. Yeah, exactly. So maybe... Take the plunge and take the plunge. Write a write one act, act play. That would be great, yeah. and it could be produced, and then you could come because you live close. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, is there anything else happening that we should be well, aware of? Um, the though Jenna's in charge of the Center for Literary Arts, and I'm working specifically with the One Act Play Festival. Uh, there's a couple things that are of interest, specifically to podcast listeners. Oh yes, yeah, that's right. The Center for Literary Arts has a brand new podcast. Uh, I think it's Speakeasy Podcast. Speakeasy, what a great name! It is a good name. Um, yeah, it's really good. And uh, Jack DeBose is hosting uh, different people on uh, at Frostburg, and I'm not sure. I think they're mainly authors, aren't they? I, I I would assume. Yeah, <laughs> I would assume this is yeah, being, I'm, I'm not entirely prepared for this world. Um, but no, I think it's uh, just with our authors, and I think they have about uh, two or three episodes. I think it's just um, now on its third. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll post a link on our website so people can uh, listen to that and support that podcast as well. There's one other thing. Okay. Um, it's fall is a big season, obviously, for school uh, activities. And in the Center for Literary Arts, we immediately rush in and do this this one act play festival. We have another festival in October. Okay. And it is the Indie Lit Festival. And okay. it is the weekend and the week a little bit before that of October 14th and 15th. And I believe that Jen is planning on coming to yes. tell you more about that. Jen, Jen will be back to give us uh, more details. details, solid details of what are the events that are going to be happening. Mm-hmm. And that's the 10th annual. So yes. if you have not, if you live in the area and you haven't heard of either of these things, they've been going on for several years. Mm-hmm. So time that you it's are coming. aware of them. <laughs> All right. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for coming Absolutely. back. And come back anytime. I just might. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, including a direct link to that Speakeasy podcast, make sure to head over to our website, and that is recordtalklisten.com. 
While you're there, maybe look at the sponsorship tab. If you own a business or you know someone who does, it's a great opportunity to advertise on the podcast. We get thousands of downloads um, each week, um, several hundred a day. So just imagine that exposure for your business. So take it, check it out. It's recordtalklisten.com. There is a, a special tab for sponsorship. We definitely want to hear from you, the listener, how we're doing, how we can improve. If you yourself would like to be on the podcast, if you have suggestions of somebody who you would love to hear, let us know. And you can contact us three ways. We are on Twitter at RTL pod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash record talk listen. And an old fashioned email always gets through. And that is record talk listen at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much. Mm-hmm.